0: Hey community and welcome to the JRBBL podcast. My name is Damo and joining me as always is Azza. How are you going mate?
1: I am very well Damo. It's great to be here for what we're kicking off is our season launch podcast and of course joining us as well is Dil. How are we going Dil?
2: Yeah good thanks lads. It's the last one before before the season starts so time to get into it I think.
0: We'll go game by game I think and it starts on Sunday with the Sixes and the Stars at the SCG. Uh, we'll start, We'll talk about the weather first. For that, it doesn't look like it's going to be affected by rain. There is a possible shower, but it's. They're talking more about strong winds than anything else.
1: Yeah, look, I don't think there's going to be too much to worry about in this game. Obviously, weather is going to impact a lot of games throughout the season, but this one seems to be perfectly fine. I mean, yeah, 0.4 of a mil, they're saying on Bureau um, Meteorology at the moment, a 40% chance of that happening as well. So if it happens, it might just be a light sprinkling that they may come off for a slight amount, if at all, but nothing to worry about on that front.
0: And I who are the must-haves for this game?
1: Look, I think uh, the absolute number one, uh, and he's been locked into my side since the absolute start, is Tom Curran. Yes, you're going to be play, paying top dollar for him at 201100 but he does give you the flexibility and consistency as well. He has been a dominant player for um, Supercoach before. didn't play last season, but did the two before that and averaged both uh, over 70 in both of those seasons. And again, looking at the um, stats in a bit, look, he averages 80 against the Stars and 75 at the SCG. So for me, no brainer, lock it in. Could even be my captain too for round one.
0: Captain straight out or captain loophole?
1: Well, yeah, captain loophole. Yeah, you're, you're right. I will probably will put the, the VC and um, see what happens, but I'm even tempted just to just throw caution to the wind and uh, put the captain straight onto him, but that'll be a bold move. Um, what about you, uh, Dil? Who would be a player that you'd be looking at in this game?
2: I think Glenn Maxwell's the one for me. I'm a big stars man, but he's, again, flexibility with the bat and ball. He's 195 grand, so you do have to pay up a little bit, yeah, but just looking at the stats that... We've got here his Sixers are the best side, so he, they're the, his um his favorite opponent. So he averages just under seventy four against those guys and just under sixty two at the SCG. So the forms there at the venue and against the opponent, um, he's the he's the stars marquee man. He's a he's a really good pick, I think.
0: And if it wasn't for the Sixers double, then you might have considered him as a VC prospect.
2: Yeah, certainly. I think he if it was if the Sixers didn't have a double, he would be who. You're probably tossing up Pen and and Tom Curran as 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 I mentioned, but um, one of those two would definitely get the the VC early in the round for me. Any cheapies for you, Damon?
0: Yeah, uh, as for a cheapie, you're looking at Daniel Hughes. He he's seventy eight thousand three hundred. He really only needs to score in in the mid twenties to be worth his price, and given that he's likely to bat at three, maybe four, at the latest, there's every chance that he can do even better than that. So that's perfect for him we'll talk about uh who you don't pick and one was revealed today is uh ben dwarshish who didn't play in the sixes practice match due to a side strain so he's unlikely to line up in round one and we know that side strains have wiped out whole seasons for some players so watch on that um and then of course you've got sean abbott in the australia RA squad and uh Kwez ahmed who's still overseas.
1: Yeah, that's right. He's still um, playing in the Abu Dhabi uh, T10 League. So he won't be here for at least the first few rounds. And of course, depending on what border restrictions happen in the coming weeks, it may be even longer because he'll have to be doing some quarantining at the same time. So keep a a very close eye on that one. Um, What about you, Dil? Is there anybody other players that we shouldn't be looking at?
2: Um, I'm not so much shouldn't be looking at, but I think just on the um the the case Ahmad unavailability, it opens the door for a fella called you now, bear with me with the pronunciation, Sied Faradun, um, who was he's plucked out of obscurity and he's sixty two K um another spinner. I think the stars will potentially look at either he or, or Clint Hinchliffe to potentially partner Zampa, so it might be one that you you wait to see if he is picked in the eleven, but he's one just to to flag, I think.
1: Very good shout there. I like that one, Dylan.
0: I like the pronunciation too, because that's that's what I, that's how I would have
1: said it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, Asa, did you want to run through? Yeah, this look,
1: one? yeah. So obviously, um, on the Monday, we moved to Marnica, Oval in Canberra, where Sydney Thunder are playing the Brisbane Heat. Not much on the radar there as well in terms of weather. Thirty percent chance of zero to one mil. So. Nothing to really worry about there, but obviously as we keep as we'll keep saying and uh, just keep an eye on it because things can change. Um, but I don't see any issues with there. Number one player to pick, Demo? Would that be Daniel Sam's? It is,
0: it is, and he looked impressive today at the practice match.
1: Did he what? Um, from all accounts, he hit uh, an absolute monster six on top of the SCG roof, which few people have done before. He's in absolutely scintillating form, not even with bowling, but just batting. I mean, he hit, um, I I can't remember what he hit today, but he also hit a, a huge 90 in great cricket off something like 30 balls as well, too. So he's... Just looking like an absolute premium pick to uh, and lock away with the key, given that Sydney Thunder don't have a buy all season as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think it was uh, sixty six of twenty seven today, so massive score. And I think every second ball of his was a boundary of some sort. So real, yeah. Screams
2: strike rate bonus for me. You get it. What if he's twenty of ten? You are getting a few few extra points there. So he's a really really nice pick. I think.
1: Yeah, that's right, and I mean it's going to be interesting to see where he slots into the Thunder side. But um, if he's batting at five or six and bowling four, you, you're going to be hard not to pass him up. Yes, he is um, priced at two hundred and three thousand, and you know there's other players that you know we've just dis- will discuss and look at the likes of uh, Curran and Khan, um, who may get in the way, but I couldn't overlook him. So Sam's is locked in to my side. For sure. Um, what about Majib Uraman, um, Dylan? I'm guessing he's probably in your side locked in and also a must-player pick for this game? Uh,
2: look, I think he is. He's not actually in my team at the moment. I'm still tossing up Sams and, and Majib. I think I'm going to have to go with Majib, though, purely because of the dabble, and then I look at Sams down the track. Um, it's just so... It's always hard to find the balance between double game week players and, and your proven guys like your Maxwells, your Stoynesses, your Short, your Sams fellas. At the moment, I think Majib, I don't really like Majib at his price, but given his form last season, I think it's too much of a risk to leave him out. Um, I assume you've both got him in your teams?
0: Yeah, I've got him. I mean, there was too much going for him for me not to pick him. There was a moment... In time, where I thought I could get away with starting without him.
2: Yeah, it's he is really expensive, but it's another one of the. It's the same many ways. It's the same with Chris Lean. Like these guys will have such high ownership that if you don't owe them, own them, and they do well in in both games, just you're, you're so far back to begin with. So I kind of feel like, as a general rule, you pick the good double game week players over the good single game week players. Would you Would you both agree with that?
1: Yeah, exactly right. And um, looking at uh, the Supercoach uh, website at the moment, Majib is in 19% of teams compared to Chris Lynn with 35%. So not really high ownership, I would say, for for Majib. But look, I mean, we saw some absolute dominant performances in the uh, World Cup. He even took a five-wicket haul in there too. So he'll probably bring the fire with that, and obviously, you know, we know he's pedigree in the BBL before, and looking at his stats, 60 versus a Thunder. Um, yes, he only has 39 at Marnica Roval, but, I mean, he probably wouldn't have played too many games at Marnica Roval, so I wouldn't look too much at that, but hard for me to leave him out, especially on that double.
2: captaincy option as well, if if Karen or whoever you pick in that first That's game huge. fails.
1: Yeah, for sure,
0: and uh, don't pick Michael Nisa. He's in the Ashes squad, and don't pick... Usman Kwaja, he's in the Ashes squad.
2: So Steckity and Swepson into that mix as well as guys that are unavailable, um, which is why we think guys like Xavier Bartlett and, and Jack Wildermuth are a little bit more enticing than what they might have been if, if they had a full uh, full squad to choose from.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Dill, did you want to run through the next game?
2: Yeah, so the next game are the Renegades and the Adelaide Strikers at Marvel Stadium. Um, there is a chance of rain there, but with the roof, I guess they could shut that. So... <laughs> It's uh, right there. <laughs> you could have a hundred percent chance of <laughs> rain and it won't be an issue. So, um, from a weather perspective, no worries at all. Um, Azza, who's your who's your number one pick for the for the and the and the <sighs> strikers?
1: Well, wow, well, wow. I mean, this, this looking reading into the stats this week, there was just one player who stood out by an absolute country mile, and that was Rashid Khan for the Adelaide Strikers, hundred ninety eight thousand seven hundred pure bowler. But uh, against the Renegades, averages 121. Absolutely phenomenal. And again, 125 at Marvel. He's probably going to be one of those players that's going to be impossible to leave out as well. I know he's another very uh, popular pick looking at the Supercoach website. He's in 47% of teams. Does come with that round two double. Um, but interestingly enough, I've left him out purely because I'm going to be looking at trading him in uh, round two after Majib has the buy. But I tell you what, on those stats, Damo, hard to leave out. I can't
0: decide anymore. I... have I keep flipping between him and Sam's, and now I'm thinking I need both, and maybe I leave out Glenn Maxwell, but then Glenn Maxwell's going to hit like 150 off like two balls, so it's 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 so, it's so difficult to juggle this. I've got a plan to bring him in for round two. Do I do I have to bring him in now and then plan to bring in whoever I leave out for round two instead? It's so tough.
1: You're right. I mean, you look. You could obviously. Um start with him and then you don't have to worry about that trade. But with the strikers also having a buy in round three, you're going to have to probably trade him out eventually, unless you really want to risk it and stashing him on the bench. But it's probably going to be one of those huge calls coming into round one if you don't have him, because again, as Dil mentioned before, he's probably the top single game um, round player this week, not on the double, but would be absolute number one. Wouldn't you say uh, there, Dill?
2: Yeah, definitely. And like those stats are pretty damning, I think. He's a must-have come round two. And with those, that form against the Renegades, I personally, I would go as far as saying he is the biggest lock in my team, except maybe Tom Curran. He, I, I can't see a scenario where he isn't in my round one team. Unless Huge. he goes and pings a hammy between now and, <laughs> and the game. Quick,
1: everyone knock on wood. Yeah.
2: Muhammad Nabi Azza, he's one of your all time favourites. What do you
1: thought? El- oh, El Presidente, you've got to love him, don't you? He might look, he with um, Nick Maddison out and Aaron Finch, there's a captaincy r- available. And I reckon, um, if it hasn't been announced already, that Muhammad Nabi will be uh, captaining the Renegades for round one. It does also have good pedigree against the strikers, averaging 67 and averaging 70 at Marvel. Absolutely loves that ground. Given. The uncertainty around Renegade's lineup as well, It is very sort of weak in terms of the batting. So there is potential for him to move up the order, which does really scream pick me in Supercoach and probably comes in a little underpriced for me. But look, I'd love him in my side. I really would, I just, but I just don't have the heart. Oh, the structure doesn't allow it. And there's other players that I prefer. But look, if Renegade's had a, had a double in round one, he would have been my first picked and locked into my side.
0: And then you've also got Matt Short there, who's a 62K batsman, who's a nice little cheapie to stick on your bench. Or maybe you want to field him because he's bat only, but he's every
1: chance to have a bowl as well. Yeah, well, he's bowling. And he's bowling well in um, great cricket, which was cause of some, uh, somewhat of a, bit, a huge shock to us, as well as uh, O' Wells too, who's uh, bowling as well too. And he's coming into some form as well. I do like Matt Short. I have had him in my side. Uh, up until very recently, after some scorches were announced, do really like him on the bench, especially with that round two uh, double. Looking at the don't picks um, again, Alex Carey is in now. Um, Been given that uh, wicket keeping spot for the Ashes, so he will be unavailable, giving Harry Nielsen a huge. Rise in stocks, um, wouldn't you say there, Dylan?
2: Yeah, definitely. I've got I fielded Nielsen at the moment, but it'll probably come down to Nielsen or, or Short for that final sort of um, batsman number five um, slot. So I think they're both really good rookies. Sean Marsh is also out with an injury, as is Aaron Finch. So that means opportunity at the top of the order. Are we thinking Mackenzie Harvey? Are we thinking Jake Fraser McGurk?
0: Jake Fraser McGurk at sixty five k is one to look at. Mac Harvey is also another one to look at. He's probably he's almost uh, he's almost double that price. I think he's one that has been at the top of the order in their practice matches as well.
1: Mac Harvey is ninety seven thousand eight hundred. Damon,
0: it's close enough to double. You'd probably start the cheaper one though. You'd probably start Fraser McGurk over Mac Harvey though.
2: Would you do that? Oh, so I'll question you on that. Would you do, if so, let's say Harvey opens at a hundred grand. Do you pick the opener at a hundred or do you pick say the number five at 65?
0: I think it depends. If Fraser McGurk is at five, you would start Mac Harvey. If Fraser McGurk opens with Mac Harvey, then I think it would be a, become a coin flip and I would choose the cheaper player.
2: Yep, yep. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, obviously, Renegades is probably one of the more difficult predicted sides Going into round one, I would suspect if I had to take a stab that they'll probably open with Mackenzie Harvey and uh, Ukman Chand, who's obviously the uh, new uh, international recruit from India, which probably then leaves Harper at three and McGurk maybe at four. I know there's been some talk whether McGurk opens, but it seems like they're really leaning towards Harvey and then that probably means Nabi at five, which is huge. Um, but again, with this recent signing of Jono Merlo, he probably would slot in there, meaning Navi pushes down. And then obviously there's the uh, bowlers um, that'll come in. But given that the um, Renegades can only have so many internationals, it might be likely that Zahir Khan, the new signing, misses out. They've already got Nabi. they've already got Boyce. Probably will only play, they'll probably play those two rather than the three, but it's going to be a very interesting space to watch that side. Um, Shall we move on to Hobart, Hurricanes and Sixers, Damo?
0: I think we've talked enough about the Renegades and the Strikers, so yeah, let's move on to Hurricanes and Sixers. This is probably the one most in danger of being, of the weather affecting it, even though it's only a 50% chance of rain and only 0 to 3 millimetres forecast is probably the main one we need to watch out for on on the weather but even then it looks like it's going to be okay by the time the game starts
1: fingers crossed indeed yeah looking at the bureau of meteorology report three mil 50 percent chance going to be a slightly dicey we don't know when that rain going to fall obviously so that is a huge watch this space is but I mean, the issue is going to be for Sydney Sixers players. We've, all, I mean, you will already have picked them for that first game, but do you lose out on some value if they miss out on that second game, Dylan?
2: Yeah, I think you do. So whether or not you've... I think that's a real wait-and-see situation. So we're looking at it, what, a few days out now, and at the moment we think it'll be okay. But if we were to look at it again, let's say just before the, the season launched, I think that's that's when you make the decision. So right now... You prepare for the sixes to play two games, but if we get to uh, Sunday night and the forecast has has changed slightly, that's when you start rethinking. Hmm, maybe I don't pick those those extra sixes players.
1: Yeah, I think this probably probably hurts only the cheaper players' value. So someone like your Daniel Hughes or your Ben Menenti, obviously you're going to be relying on them doing okay, but you're really relying on them playing two games. Whereas the likes of um, Tom Curran, Chris Jordan, Josh Felipe. I mean they're premium players and if they only play that one game it's not going to matter too much. Uh, wouldn't you say Damo?
0: Yeah, those are the ones that you want the that you want the points from the cheap guys to to justify picking them as cheapies if they only get to bat or bowl for one game then it sort of throws their value out the, out the window and um so yeah, I know, yeah.
1: yeah, so I know one one tactic that I'm looking at taking, especially with Perth Scorchers playing that last game, is that I'm really looking at putting the likes of Daniel Hughes on my bench as an emergency. So see how he does in that first game, per se. And then, look, if the rain comes and washes it out, I've still got um, another player that can come straight off my bench and walk into Hughes' spot. Otherwise, if Hughes does well and Sixes do get to that game, then I can just have a, a non-playing player on my field and away we go.
0: I really like that tactic. I do really like that tactic from you, Azov. Very smart play there.
1: I try I try to every now and again.
0: Uh, we won't need to talk about the Sixes because we talked about them with the Stars game, but what's potential changes to their 11 could we see between the game one and game two?
1: Oh, I mean, that's a real hard one. I suppose there's probably only a really handful, not even probably maybe a couple of players that could come in and out. Hayden Kerr's one, um, Bat Bowl 62-5 that may may miss out. Mickey Edwards is another one that's probably could, you know, come and go. Do they play three spinners with someone like Lloyd Pope? I mean, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a hard one at the, uh, to try to pick um, a second 11 in that second game so early. It's, you're really going to have to wait and see. But, I mean, it, as we've mentioned just earlier, it's probably those cheaper players that you've more really got to consider. We know Daniel Hughes should um, should you know bat really high in the order and it's probably locked into that 11. But other ones that we've talked about, Menenti. And Kerr, and Washington, probably the ones that I'd be a bit warier on trying to pick them and would be reliable um, on them, wouldn't you say, uh, Damo?
0: Yeah, and we talked about Short at the top with him being in your team there, a but mm. he is one of the best players to pick in this game from a Hobart Hurricanes point of view. Any other Hurricanes to look at, Dil?
2: I think Sandeep is... Underpriced. He's not in my team though. Um, I, it's just a little bit of an awkward price, and I think I prefer someone like an Aaron Hardy or a Xavier Bartlett, um, in that sort of price range. Joel Paris would have been awesome if he was fit, but it looks as though he won't be fit. Um, so you can probably put a line through him. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, obviously something else to consider, and I know we we've been talking about this a little bit. Looking really uh, in depth at the statistics. Given that uh, this game is being played at UTAS, there's very little to go on, and I think that one game that was played there was a, a washout anyway. So the scores are really skewed. So looking at um, Sandy only he, you know, only had seventeen for that game, but obviously we know his pedigree and we know what he's capable of. So I wouldn't be reading too much into that um, wouldn't you say Damo?
0: Yeah if, it, if I haven't played many games there then I don't think there's too much that we can read into previous stats we sort of have to pick them on their own merit and uh, Sandeep has a good bowling ped- pedigree it's just a matter of if you want to pay that 103000 for him when there's other players around the same price who are probably better value
1: yeah, exactly right. Someone like your Xavier Bartley, your James Basley, or um, Matt Koenerman as well probably present more value over someone like Sandeep.
0: And then you've also got the likes of your Aaron Hardys and your yes. Cameron Voices as well that... Um, that could be a better pick in that sort of price range.
2: Yeah, another guy who sort of piques my interest is Jordan Thompson. I won't start with him, but if I see a few signs of life, I guess, for him, he's one that I think you'd have to really look hard at.
0: Yeah, I I really wanted to start Jordan Thompson. And I have to admit, he spent a good hour in my tide before I got, got rid of him when he was first signed. And he just looks like someone that could put it all together for the Hurricanes. Whereas in the past, they've signed these English guys and they haven't done fantastically. I mean, I can't remember the last international of theirs that blew the world apart aside from um, Joffrey Archer and uh, Colin Ingram last year.
2: Yeah, they've had some busts, that's for sure. Will Jacks was one that everyone was was on for (laughs) His His stats were... I guess that's the issue with stats, isn't it? You look at at one league and his stats were top, top notch. And then it's just so hard to compare sometimes. Um, He Sort of scared a lot of us off, I think, these these new internationals that we haven't seen before.
1: Yeah, they definitely have. You're exactly right, Dylan. That's why I've been a little wary trying to look at um, new English imports. I mean, George Garton's been really talked about a lot um, and it's probably becoming a bit of a a popular pick given with Adelaide having that double in round two. But I'm still really wary of him. I want to see how he does in round one first. If he stars, then obviously straight into my side round two, no-brainer.
2: Shall we move on to the scorches and the heat?
0: I think we should, and I'll start from the top. If it rains on Wednesday the 8th, I will be very, very surprised given the current weather forecast for Perth and the current weather today and how it's been going. So if it rains out of nowhere on Wednesday, it really has come from nowhere. We see here it's going to be mostly sunny with a nice sort of players to pick. We've already talked about for the heat, but you've got Jack Wildermouth who averages 69 versus the scorches so that's a good that that's a good score there and then Aaron Hardy my boy he's he averages
1: 54 and a half who else could we be looking at there um Azar well i guess probably the uh, big one that i'm um, now on is Nick Hobson who's just been uh, added to Supercoach comes in at 42000 a bargain basement price has obviously played BBL before hasn't since 2018 but He's probably likely, and you'll probably be able to know this more, Damo, given you're in the West. But you'd say he's likely to open, wouldn't you, given um, with the when they're missing uh, the likes of Inglis, Marsh, and Agar.
0: In their practice match, he started at three, but he then he he then batted ninety two off fifty nine. So there is every chance that he opens with Munro, or at least is in that top three there, and. At his price, you definitely, definitely have to think about starting him, even if you just leave him on your bench. And then once Marsh and Agar and English come back, there is a chance that he may disrupt the order in that eleven and stay in the side for the for a good chunk of the season.
1: Yeah, and I mean, given he is only priced at forty two thousand, his break even is ridiculously low. So you are not really going to be expecting too much. But even if even if you get you know, say sixty out of the first two rounds from him. He, his price could increase enough to swap him to someone like Matt Renshaw after he comes back from Australia A duties, which makes it really attractive, especially if he's going to be playing round one. Um, isn't would you say that that's right, Dell?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really, really good suggestion. He um if he is then worst case scenario, let's say he, he gets picked and, and doesn't make many runs and he's out the next game. He's only forty two grand and he can act as a loophole. I know you don't want too many loophole players and, and most teams have probably have one, maybe two, um, going into round one. But at 42 grand, you're not, it's, you not—you can't really lose out um, so long as the rest of your team is is structured.
0: And then obviously you don't pick Jai Richardson because he's in the Ashes squad. Um, Mitch Marsh and Josh Inglis because they're in the Australia A squad. And uh, Ashton Agar is also in the Australian A squad. But he was someone that people were looking at um, early on before he got selected there. We're about to end, but we've but round one, the first game, as we talked about, the stars and the sixes, or the sixes and the stars, I should say, at the SCG. Any final thoughts going into the first round or end the first game?
2: For me, it's just back of your gut. If you've had a guy sitting there for ninety percent of preseason, don't take him out now because if it goes pear shaped, you'll be kicking yourself for the next six weeks. Um, so often we hear. Oh, I had Daniel Samms in my team all preseason, and I took him out last minute for You Stick to your guns and back yourself in. Otherwise, you'll end up kicking yourself.
1: Oh, look! As always, I know I, I harp on about this in in, in any sort of podcaster. Super so, so go to the end of the day, we do all this research, we we do all these stats, but really have fun with the game too. I mean, have the have the banter. You know, take you know take on your friends in the game. Open up a league, have some chats, and just have some fun with it. And you know, players. You know, we'll, we'll talk about try to be winning tactics. But at the end of the day, I'm here to have some fun with, with it all as well. We'll bring you all this information. But now, look. At the end of the day, I'm here to have some fun, and that's what uh, I, I'm taking into round one. You take the carnage where you can. Chaos will happen. But at the end of the day, we're all here just to have some fun, isn't that right, Dama?
0: Well, good luck this weekend, super coaches. Uh, thanks for joining me, Dill.
2: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: And thanks for joining me, Azza.
1: Always a pleasure and best of luck to everyone out there for round one.